Hello and welcome to Odd Spots. My name is Ryan Mullen and this is my podcast where I'm talking to people in so many different places. I'm talking to people about what they are passionate about. The first five episodes were about comedy with comedians and now these five episodes, six through ten, I'm talking to different musicians and I have really been having a great time having these long-form conversations with people that I have either used to be really good friends with and get to kind of reconnect or acquaintances that this is our first actual conversation. It's an an hour long and we don't have to be interrupted by our phones. And I've just been having such a good time. On this episode, I talked to Ryan Shields. Ryan was one of the first really good friends that I made when I first moved to Ottawa. He is a bassist in a band called Horcrux. You'll hear in this episode, we talk about their new EP, Heretic, coming out in July. That's not July 2020, that's July 2019. It's already out. It's because we recorded this episode in June of this year. I believe this was the second episode chronologically that I recorded of this podcast. I knew that I wanted the first five to be about comedy, but I still wanted a little bit of practice before I did those episodes. So I asked Ryan to come on and I had a really good time talking to him and catching up. So actually right now, what I'm going to do at the beginning of each of these music episodes is I'm going to play one of their songs. That way you get an idea of what kind of music each of these musicians make. So here is Linger by Horcrux. Oh! 
with Ryan Shields. Ryan, where are we today? What does it look like? What are these possible sounds that we might be hearing? So uh, we're at the elementary school that we first met when we were kids. Uh, we're on top of a hill that uh, is way shorter than I thought it was, uh, or that it I remember. bigger when we were smaller. Yeah, yeah a bunch of old uh, play structures that have been around for God knows how long. Uh, lots of green. It's a nice day out. It's a little cloudy, but uh, it's pretty calm. It's pretty nice. Yeah, we're at the top of this hill. So right behind this, there's a path. So people are walking by. We've already heard it. I heard someone be like talking about a new Adam Sandler movie. So we might hear that. We might hear yeah, birds. The plane just went by right before as we were setting up. So these are possible things you might hear. Yeah, we're, we're right now. We're just talking about all the different things we see, like all the changes of of Glen, Glen Ogilvy. That's where we yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Here in Ottawa, Canada, Blackburn Hamlet specifically. Um, so yeah, uh, I like to start most of these off. I think by trying to get uh, if any idea. Do you have a first impression of me? You have an idea of like like now as like of when we first met. Oh, when we first yeah. met. Um, honestly, back then I was pretty pretty okay with just being friends with everybody. Yeah, and you were a new person, so mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm gonna get him. <laughs> okay, good. To <laughs> know. He's gonna be my friend. <laughs> That's funny. I yeah. So I moved here in 2003, which was uh, grade three, and then I think we had class together in grade four. And yeah, you were the other Ryan. And yeah. That was yeah. the first person I met when I was in kindergarten. The first person was named Ryan Wilding. I'm like, your name's Ryan? My name's Ryan. Would you, would we just become best friends? <laughs> and then that, that very similarly happened uh, with us, where it's like we sat next to each other, and it's like, well, so you know what it's like to be called Ryan your whole life? Me too. Yeah. And it's like, it's just a good way to... And then I was like, oh, wait till you meet all the other Ryans we got around here. Yeah. yeah. It's a community. There has always been so many Ryans. Oh, uh, God. Like and, I, I could count probably maybe, maybe close to like 20 of them at this point. I went on a trip uh, a month or so ago to Hamilton, on the trip, three days of this, week, this weekend, I met four Ryans. One of them was a little girl. <laughs> I, I, I was like, okay. there's no way. <laughs> I've, I've met a few Ryans that are girls. Yeah, I was surprised. I have a, I'm in an Instagram chat group, and it's literally full of people named Ryan Shields. Oh, my God. It's it, There's like, I, I don't even remember the last time I looked at the numbers, but there's a lot. And we just... We just send memes to each other, and it's, we all talk in that third are, person. Because like, oh wow, I sent such a great meme just now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's funny. I I remember someone trying to add me on Facebook named Ryan Mullen. I'm like, I don't need this. Yeah, I don't need this in my life. Like, I'm I'm the only one. And I've had the same thing where someone, he, even here in Ottawa, a person was like, oh, you know Ryan Mullen? I know Ryan Mullen. They're like, no, we don't know the same one. Like, no, uh, no, we're no, not talking about not. the same person. We're in different groups. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> no, different person. Yeah, so that's interesting. I was like hearing, I'm trying to think of my first impression of you. It was mainly, yeah, I don't know specifically. It was just that you were the other Ryan. Yeah. And yeah, I think like you said, you always try to have like a lot of friends and you seemed like, I don't like the word popular, but everyone like liked hanging out with you. Right? It was just it a uh, good time. when you're a kid and everyone plays sports, then everyone kind of just, hey, I want to play sports with the sports guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So what, a, what do I, I have a whole list of things that I want to go over, but I guess... Maybe the first thing is just today your new video came out. Uh, it's called Linger in your band, uh, Horcrux. Yeah. Um, so it came out, well, yesterday. Or yesterday, yesterday. sorry. Yeah. That's okay. I watched um, it today. Yeah. That's, that's why. Right. I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> it's uh, it's the first single off of our new EP coming out in July, which is called Heretic. Um, Heretic. Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, it's like... Heretic? S- like someone who kind of worships evil like a... Okay. Like a not devil worshiper, but like an evil kind of person. Yeah. Um, the whole EP is, is kind of stories okay. taken from, uh, like the internet. Like uh, my vocalist wrote all the lyrics, and uh, "Linger" is about a story he read about someone dealing with schizophrenia. Okay. Uh, in the uh, video, there's a person so, who's all in white and a person who's all in yeah, black. Yeah. So they're they're meant to be the same person. Yeah. Okay. And um, like as as they fight. Like some of the white paint gets on the guy mm-hmm. who's in black, and some of the black gets on the person who's yeah. in white, and then uh, by the end of it, they both become gray. But one side kind of wins, uh, okay. and the whole concept is, you know, if if you have voices going on in your head, you kind of have to combat that, you know, however you have to, and okay. and you know, hopefully by the end of it, you come out on top, and you're able to kind of conquer that problem. Because I don't know what that's like, but I would imagine that it can be pretty pretty terrifying yeah yeah you know not being in control of your brain and how yeah. you're thinking yeah 
that's definitely scary. Oh, so that's interesting because I, I got that from the video. Not not exactly, but I I can't. I've I've definitely I've watched all uh, most of your videos. Yeah. And I don't understand most of the lyrics. <laughs> I need I need the lyric video to, to sort of teach me or to tell me what you're saying. Yeah. No, that's that's kind of the genre that makes sense. Do you? But now that you're, what is this genre specific? I know there's um, different. Uh, I would say specifics. it's it's very it's very metalcore. Mm -hmm. Sometimes some of our songs are a little more deathcore. Okay. On the sides. What is the um, difference? Um, I would say deathcore is very, is like very heavy, very like very brutal. The the lyrics are very, not lyrically, but like how they come out musically, oh, is it no, just no, like no, no, really, no, no, really, no, no. really in your face. Yeah. Uh, metalcore, I would say it's a little, a little more rocky. Okay. A little more. And sometimes there's a couple lines where like, you actually can't understand. Um, yeah, but also musically, it, it's, you're not like shredding these crazy riffs and these okay. like really heavy breakdowns, which is, which is like a, a slower tempo in the song where okay. people like to throw down in the pit and stuff like that. So do you understand when you hear, when, now that you're so into this scene, like do, when you hear a band, do you always, do you get it more when people are saying um, this or do you need a translation? When I, when I listen to the videos on YouTube and stuff like that, generally speaking, yeah, I'll, I'll pick you it will, up. Yeah. Um, but live just because, you know, vocalists are jumping up and down and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they're tired and stuff. Sometimes they don't always do the best take on the vocals and okay. you can't really understand it. But I mean, you get the gist of what no, they're doing at the end of the day nobody really cares when they're seeing it live okay they're just you know they're having a good time and if you like that kind of music like you know it's just kind of part of it okay cool um i was watching one of your uh one of your streams on twitch the other day oh, um, one of my old yeah, yeah there's like six archives um and in it you were like you were watching one of your videos i was like skipping through to find different spots and someone in the chat was like uh he looks angry like the the lead singer and then you responded that's the point yeah, that is the point of this genre, this film. Um, uh, a lot of times, you know, the music is kind of an expression of what you're trying to get across. So if the music's very loud, it's very in your face, mm -hmm. and well, I know a little bit more behind the lyrics. Yeah. Um, and even just doing vocals, like when I when we play live, I do a lot of uh, the backing vocals, just to be able to make those guttural, like screamy sounds. Generally speaking, you kind of have to look a little angry. Yeah. Um just to really like f get that that oomph in it um, have you heard of a band called grind mother yes have you seen them i know they place that played a house of target my friend um, to see them i haven't seen them live but i've heard of them and i've heard that they're just they're they're pretty ridiculous yeah, yeah. it's a grandmother one of the grandmothers of the people in the band like yeah. tried it out and then she actually sounded like yeah. pretty good for, for what the the sound usually is <laughs> and yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's cool and interesting. interesting. I mean, if, if you could get grandma in there, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a funny, weird She's idea. already, her ears are already kind of going out, then, you know, I don't think she'll really mind <laughs> the loud noises too yeah. much. Yeah. Um, so your band is called Horcrux. You're a huge Harry Potter fan. Is that, was that all you naming it, or mm. is everyone else in the band also um, big fans? It, I wasn't the one who came up with no? it. No? Wow. It was, um, it was my guitarist's girlfriend i believe oh okay and then you were, uh, were definitely and then we, behind we were we were trying to find names and that kind of came up and we were all kind of just ready to release it and we we're like fuck it yeah that's cool let's do it hmm. but okay. from like the like when we came with the name we knew that we weren't gonna be um a harry potter tribute band yeah uh we for the first ep we kind of played with it a little bit and we kind of threw in some like metaphors and stuff that if you really wanted to you could kind of be like oh yeah that's kind of harry pottery like some of the okay. titles too like uh uh wormtail and uh dark mark okay yeah and stuff like that and while like i said you know if you want it to be about harry potter you can kind of make it out to be like that okay um one of the videos we did ourselves the dark mark one on uh youtube is it's just us playing on a black background um mm -hmm. but in editing i was like oh you know let's put like a green hue on it you know because mm -hmm. in the movies when uh, Voldemort has his scenes everything is like a, uh, got like a green tinge to it yeah and we did it and it looked cool and we're like yeah sure fuck it we'll, we'll see what it is and people are like oh oh my god oh, that's just like the movie oh, so oh, oh, oh. yeah that's cool. pretty cool do you find people find your music through Harry Potter type hashtags or something like that um we definitely get a lot of people saying, oh my God, is this Harry Potter related? Like every, yeah. every video you look at, people will ask about it and they'll be like, oh, I see the references. Yeah. So it, 
it was pretty strategic on our part, I guess, because it's a big fan base. If, if, yeah, you know, you know, a lot of Harry Potter fans might like heavier music, but not necessarily know how to find us, and yeah. they can find us through those means. Like most pictures that I do that are uh, band related, I throw in some Harry Potter hashtags on Instagram. Just you, you never know. Yeah, makes sense. You know, it, it it doesn't hurt. And uh, what is know. a Horcrux? I forget. Um, so, uh, Voldemort to be immortal to live forever he split his soul into um six well seven the last one was unknowingly seven pieces okay yeah and that's what those were okay and the only way to destroy them is if you have something that's like stronger than the magic it has so like they used a basilisk tooth a lot and stuff like that yeah and so you i think probably before pottermore website were you like very much identified with the slytherin house or did you were you happy like to see that you got that because i'm guessing that's what happened right um so i've only probably within the last five to seven years that i've really become super into harry potter yeah um i knew the website existed i as i was getting into it i was like i i kind of have no idea i have no idea what house i'm in yeah but like i'm you know i'm not going to be a a dummy about it and be like oh i got this one wham yeah so i took it and um I got Slytherin. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. And I was like, you know, maybe I'll try it again. Just, you never so know. changed. And it's just become this ongoing joke where, like, every once in a while when I'm bored, I'll go try it again. And <laughs> yeah. every every single time I get uh, Slytherin. But I've, I've read the books, and I know that Slytherin isn't necessarily just a bunch of losers and mean people. Yeah. Like, they portrayed in the movies. So... If if I was to take it seriously, which I, I don't. Uh, you just got Slytherin shoes. Yeah, well, like, yeah, that part. But, I mean, I'm not going to be like, yeah, Slytherin, yeah, yeah. fuck you, Hufflepuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, full yeah. Uh, patriotism. Yeah, yeah, I'm not like Team-based. I try to be as subtle as I can with yeah. it, uh, except for my room. My room is a, Your room is full. Cool. <laughs> I have, like, a banner. I got all this shit. I just impulse buy things, and I'm like, ah, now I have to live with this. Yeah, <laughs> and then hang it up on your walls. Yeah. Um, I saw you have a, your band's tattoo or a tattoo of your band. Oh, um, we have. So in my old, uh, is it my old band of Reverie? It might have been with of Reverie. Uh, we got the Super Smash Bros oh, wow. tattoo on okay. our ankles. Uh, when we would go on tour, we uh, would bring a GameCube or a Wii yeah. and just play Smash Bros religiously with each okay. other. Uh, to the point where it was kind of like. Super Smash Bros. was our identity. Wow. And we would play Super Smash Bros. where we would just get super drunk yeah. and play. Um, so we, the four of us got it tattooed on our ankles. Okay. Um, we were on tour in Toronto when cool. uh, we did that. Uh, yeah. No regrets. <laughs> I don't I don't really regret any of my tattoos, even though some of them are a little a little crappy. But How many do you have? Uh, one, two, three, four... Five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think I have well twelve. Wow. Yeah. Cool. I what was the next thing? Oh yeah, I just saw you. You go to Comic Con a lot. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So you work as a you work at a barber shop. Yeah, yeah, I'm a barber. And so you dressed up like an orc, yeah. right? Yeah. Was that an orc? And yeah. you cut hair as an orc? Uh no, I didn't. Oh, I didn't uh, cut hair. Oh, okay. Um, you were just there. It was kind of taking so. Photos. Yeah, we okay. were doing photos. Uh, um, I was hoping you were going to be. We were gonna. We so if we do it next year, I think we're going to cut hair. Uh, cool. It was the first year that our shop had the booth, and it's expensive. Mm. Yeah, it's very expensive. Sense. So our owners aren't really. Uh, they're not really into the whole comics and all that stuff. So they kind of threw us a bone with it just okay. to see how it would go. Yeah. But yeah. Again, if you weren't cutting hair, you were just promoting it. Promoting it. Okay. So the barbershop that I work at is it's a local Ottawa company that's been around for a hundred years. Yeah. Um, we have a school, so that's that's how I started. I never, I didn't cut hair before I took the classes. Okay. Um, I was kind of in a toss up. I was like, okay, do I want to go to college and university now at you know twenty four, mm-hmm. or do I want to try something else? And I used to get my hair cut at the location that I work at. Okay. And my barber's like, you know, if like you can't figure out what the hell you want to do, wow. you should uh, look into it. So I was like, okay, I could spend eight thousand dollars at yeah. Algonquin for half a year, mm-hmm. or I could spend a thousand dollars for a week. So okay. I, I took the week barber course, I did it, I liked it. I took the advanced one the next week, and in the middle of that, they uh, pulled me aside and they said, hey, do you wanna do you wanna work with us? <laughs> nice. If you uh, take yeah, if you take the cert, then uh, yeah, we'll give you a job right away. Kind of just ended up like that. Yeah, yeah. that's sweet. Yeah. 
That's cool. And you're liking that? Yeah. I mean, like not to not to bash barbering or anything, but it's pretty easy. Okay. It's not hard to get into. Uh, obviously, the skill ceiling is pretty high. Like you can always get better and mm-hmm. always be you know perfecting the craft. So I kind of just stand around. I do a few haircuts here and there. Sometimes it can be pretty busy. Like uh, I think Christmas, I was doing 18, 18 appointments a day. Wow. Well, okay. um, yeah. Do you ever feel the pressure of what if you give someone a bad haircut and then they have to live with that? Oh, I've haircut? given people bad haircuts. Y- y- you yeah. know it when it's happening or when it's done? Um, uh, like there was one uh, one time. That it, it's kind of like broken down into categories. Some people want shitty haircuts. Oh, okay. Uh, like they asked for it. And yeah. Like, okay. So I did, I did this one haircut, uh, the last week from, uh, I think it was on Tuesday or something, but, um, this kid came in and he had like the nineties part down the middle, but it was like mushroom cut winged out. Okay. And I was like, okay, yeah. So what are we doing? You know, you want to, you want to cut it off? He's like, oh no, just the trim. I was like, oh Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yep, just, uh, I don't know, maybe like an inch off or something. I was like, okay. all right, cool. Yeah, whatever, you, you're the customer. And like, just to like paint you a picture, like it was the top half of his head. Like, you know how people have like short on the sides, longer on top? Sure. Yeah. Take that. But the top is really long and it just curls out above the ear all around his head. It was like he was wearing a sun hat of hair. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, That's like- so I was like, oh, God damn it. This sucks. <laughs> so I did it. And I, I got rid of the wings at the back of his head because I couldn't watch this guy walk out with a hair sombrero. So I cut it. <laughs> and I was, help him, yeah, yeah, I cut it. And I was like, just so you know, I, I cut this for you because, uh, you know, it's just going to be easier for you. And I was like, oh, do you, you know, do you style it? Do you put any product in it? And yeah. He's like, no, I just wake up and put a hat on. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, all right. Fuck <laughs> it. All right. See you later. That'll be 40 bucks. Thank you. See ya. <laughs> Have you ever seen the show Last Man on Earth? I haven't. Um, I've heard of it though. It's a it's a show with Will Forte where it's like a post apocalyptic kind of thing, and uh, he has this huge beard and so much hair. And his brother, uh, what he always likes to do to prank him is in the middle of the night he'll shave half of his face, <laughs> and so he has this huge. So from the side, it, it's the you see just the huge beard, and then you look and it's half oh, yeah, and you half. See, you see the layers coming. It's out. actually his real hair. So when they were filming that show in real life, Will Forte's hair was like that, and like I can't imagine that life. But you're like, oh, it's like usually I guess you do see people in like Hollywood, like oh, they're doing this for a part. It's like that better be for a part where half <laughs> your face is. Well, if you're doing multiple days of sets doing that, like he has to live like it was that. like half the season. Like it's, it, it goes over, it was yeah. a long bit. He has to, he has to go home <laughs> like that. He committed, I mean, yeah. he wrote the show, so it's him. It's not like he's like, upset at the writers, being like, these damn people. It's like, he's, he did it to himself. Yeah, he yeah, likes yeah, the yeah, idea yeah. of But people will be like, looks. hey, hey, you want to go to, uh, I don't know, you want to go to like Mexicali Roses for some dinner? He'll be like, <laughs> yeah. why don't you guys come to my place? Uh, we'll order it in. Yeah. What do you mean? It's beautiful outside. Yeah. No, you'll see one when you get here. Yeah. Um, earlier you were talking about being on tour in Toronto. How many places have you gone with your band? Like a whole bunch all over Canada? Um, there's a lot of places States? we were supposed to go. Oh, uh, yeah. But uh, the music industry is not regulated in any way, shape, or form, so things fall through a lot. Uh, okay. Mostly I've been around uh, been around Ontario, been around Quebec. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've gone as far as Guelph and Quebec City and okay. everywhere in between. Cool. Um, nowhere too, too crazy gets harder as you get older you know people have houses to pay for people get married yeah like time wise for a tour it's hard to commit to uh like big tours yeah okay oh yeah you just had a bug on your face <laughs> had to burp oh yeah okay both at the same time yeah. <laughs> um what did i oh i found this quote that someone had wrote on your Bandcamp website okay um, wow, i don't even think i've read those they wrote until last year, I had no idea that we had a band this phenomenal to represent an underrepresented city for metalcore and music in general. There is no better band to represent Ottawa's music scene than this band. What do you think about that? Like, do you have a lot of people? Do you have a lot of fans that are like really into to you guys that are like so happy that again? It's so it's like kind of a specific thing. Like, I have a, a band I'm wearing their T-shirt and I was I saw them last night. I'm so happy to see them play in Ottawa. Like, it's a cool thing whenever they're back. I'm like, yes, this is someone I'm always happy to see. Do you have like fans that are at every show or? Uh, usually friends. So th- I think music in general in this city is in a weird place. Um, when I was playing in my old band um, of Reverie, most mostly with the same dudes, mm-hmm. um, 
the music scene was like huge it was it was bumping it was crazy we would sell out every show like 800 people you know like crazy crazy crowds and um you know a lot of people back then said like you know when you when you think like if there's one band you have to see that's from ottawa they would always say you know it's of reverie wow nice uh now i like i don't know what it is but i think i think kids today like i'm talking like high school kids and stuff they don't really go to shows anymore Hmm. uh well i shouldn't say that they go to rap shows a lot okay those are pretty huge but i feel like like the like the school generation after us were just so babied and stuff they never really got a chance to explore music as much because when i play shows it's always like we always have the same people coming to our shows but Mm -hmm. it's people that you know, went to our shows years and years and years ago and they still go to shows today. Yeah. So the crowd is definitely older. It's a lot, uh, smaller in numbers. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure maybe cause I'm not in high school. I don't have that, you know, that network mm-hmm. that you used to or what, but, um, I just, I don't see kids going out to the music shows, local music as much anymore. I think with like the Instagram generation, they want to go to the big ones and yeah. kind of say like, "Hey, I was a part of this kind of thing." Yes. Which you know, it it is what it is. It's you can't really complain about it. Um, but to hear that, that's you know, been playing music now for seven years. Nice. So to hear that the newer project, I guess it's two or three years old now, is at the same quality to people in this city as it was back when. I feel like the music scene for me was in its prime is, is pretty cool. What do you, I, I thought that was kind of interesting. I saw a picture of like five different bands, a bunch of people all together in this scene. And I'd say I would describe most of you to look alike. Like I find it's a lot of young, like maybe mid twenties white guys with a lot of tattoos and piercings. Like, is there like standouts in the scenes that you're like, Oh, okay. This person, like we're not the same demographic or do most people you think look alike? Does that, resonate with you i think it's are there any women i don't think i've seen yeah oh yeah for sure there's definitely um there's definitely some ladies that uh uh you know vocalists and stuff and obviously there's not as many Mm -hmm. um i think that's just you know kind of sucks and if maybe ladies don't necessarily feel like they would work in a band or there's not as many female musicians that want to play you know rock and roll and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. Uh, they're definitely there. I think it's it's kind of like a cartoon anime kind of thing where all the main characters, if you put musicians and like bands as main characters, all have like the crazy hair and tattoos and stuff. Yeah. And then everyone else in the background has like the regular colored hair okay. and kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I I don't know when when you hang out with the same dudes and play shows with the same people over and over, you kind of just have that environment where they're like, oh, that guy's got tattoos, or mm-hmm. you know, we all like if i had to say it's kind of like a family yeah where you know this one person's girlfriend is a hairstylist and she just dyed this dude's hair and it looks really cool and they're like oh fuck now i need to do that oh okay yeah. so then everyone else starts dyeing their hair and stuff <laughs> like that but yeah like the rock and metal scene is definitely you know plugs and tunnels in your ears you know diamonds in your face lip rings are a little passe but nose rings and a bunch of tattoos like i think that just goes back to like the old punk days okay just yeah. a little more uh, a little more developed now who are some of the bands that you're really into right now um i don't know if it has to be auto necessarily but like from like that you use it as inspiration um there's a band does it called, have to uh, be from this genre or do you do you sometimes oh, no. find things from other genres they're like oh i kind of like how they did that and then you find a way to miss typically it. i i listen to music that i would want to play mm-hmm, okay. uh, but i'm not really against listening to other stuff um there's a band called architects from the uk that um that i've listened to for years and years and um the last album that they put out was like really um really emotionally driven um so their guitarist uh passed away from cancer and the guitarist was the brother of someone else in the band so not only did they lose someone who was a brother since birth they also lost like you know a brother playing the music Mm -hmm. so the album is just like got a lot of this like anger and sadness and stuff to it not normally i don't really connect to music on an emotional level i just like oh that sounds sweet cool yeah 
but uh like listening to that album i was like whoa like i i, I feel where these guys are coming from from this album and god i can't tell you how many times i've listened to it it's a lot yeah um okay yeah listen to them um a band that i didn't really listen to that much until recently again like i liked their first few albums years and years ago didn't really like what they're putting out but the new one just came out um i don't know if you ever heard of motionless and white no okay so they're they're like they look like marilyn manson okay um kind of sound like that now it's like a little marilyn manson a little ramstein with their own kind of stuff mm-hmm. know, it's kind of fun to listen to okay does, just a little, does ottawa ever get any of these big bands that you like coming in to ottawa do yeah you, sometimes you yeah. so i've i've played with motionless and white cool uh years ago um architects came through not too 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 long ago uh ottawa's getting a little bit better with getting bands um we just reached a million people we just re- yeah we reached a million so people, people are um <laughs> showing up <laughs> more and more and there's there's more venues not in the traditional sense but there's more like stages being put out there's a brewery i forget what it's called but they have a venue in their brewery mm-hmm. and you know they serve food and stuff like that and apparently it's like an incredible stage like it was built from the ground up to have good acoustics and everything okay. uh they don't they won't really have us play there because that's not really their niche but you know maybe one day yeah and when we lost capital music hall we lost ritual we lost all these medium-sized venues uh it made it harder to do anything other than small because the next big thing would be the bronson center okay. and that's that's pretty that's pretty huge it's pretty yeah. significant so um do you have an idea of how many shows you've done? Do you keep track of that? Oh god. <laughs> um I guess that many. That's cool. I I have no idea. I would say minimum minimum 50. Nice. Like That's minimum awesome. 50 in the last 7 years. Um the thing with Ottawa is since the community is so small you can't just play a show all the time. Yeah. Like you kind of have to spread it out or else you won't really sell that many tickets cuz it's mm. just how it is. Are, yeah. But uh you know I've played Mostly Ottawa, obviously. I've you know I've played in. There's a there's a punk house, kind of where you work. I can't really talk about it, but okay. Um, yeah, like we play shows in that basement. The basement's been turned into a stage. Um, we all call it Ask a Punk because we advertise the shows, and if you want to know where it is, uh, you have to ask a punk <laughs> to figure out where it is. Just That's because. Cool. It used to be it used to be a venue and then uh it got busted. Okay. Um so now we kinda keep it on the down low. But you know, I've played in basements like that and some of my best shows have been there. I've played Bronson Center, which is massive. Yeah. Um and I've you know, had a good time there as well. Cool. I just kinda you know, kinda hope now that Ottawa's officially hit like a million people and gotten bigger that they'll work a little bit more with their local music and art and stuff like that. Cause I don't think people want Ottawa to be a government town anymore. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy with like, yeah, how it's growing and in a lot of different scenes, like music and comedy. I like yeah. there's a lot more growing rooms and people trying to do stuff. Oh, comedy is getting huge in Ottawa. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I don't know why Ottawa specifically, but like the amount of comedy shows I see being put up is like, it's insane. Yeah, there's new rooms. It's because comedians are trying to build more venues for themselves, and then it's like, oh, now I get to run this room, and then you get other people to go there. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. And I'm always excited whenever yeah a big name comes by. Like I met Burke Kreischer this year. He came to Ottawa, and I was like, oh, I have oh, to go see cool, him. He's yeah. one of my favorites. And so it was so cool where he normally after shows would go, okay, here's like the 25 people. I'll meet you after for us. We were in the first show, and he's like, all right, after the second show, I'm going to that bar over there. And we're like, <laughs> okay. And then yeah, it was so cool. I was walking around, and it was yeah, it was awesome cool and uh but like I've, I've seen other comedians who like <laughs> like i saw doug stanhope last year and he's like he started off by being oh, people are complaining about the, the ticket prices he's like last time i was in ottawa I, I got paid the same amount so it's not my fault that's your shitty money and he's like just so <laughs> just so we're clear you're on the way to toronto <laughs> it's like yeah. it's into our place like yeah. okay thank you for stopping yeah, by that's, yes, funny. that's nice thank you sir <laughs> yeah and you know montreal is also like the comedy capital yeah, and we're only two hours away from that too. So I've been. Uh, this will be my third year going to just for laughs, just to to watch, and uh, it's amazing to see like 
just the people I've seen, and then like just walking down the street, I go, oh, that's, that's this person. Oh, that's yeah, this yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. Like I went to, I saw a show, Ari Shafir's renamed storytelling show at a strip club, and Jimmy Carr, who I'd just watched his show, he was sitting five feet behind me uh, watching funny. it. Like yeah. he had to like see the back of my head to watch the show, and I could hear his laugh. And then the comedians were like, "Oh, you know you're not doing well when you don't hear Jimmy's stupid laugh." And yeah, it's it's super cool. I think. What was the next thing I wanted to ask? Oh, yeah. Um, so how did you, like, right now, you really like, like cosplaying, right? Would you say that? Uh, yeah, I've always... Or is it just going to Comic-Con? No, I've I've kind of always got into it. I It started, God, probably, like, grade 8, grade 9? Mm, yeah. Is that, and is that connected through your dad? Like, is he always, no, like, No, I, I got my dad into oh. it. Oh, okay. Um, no, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know if you remember Becca May. Yeah. So... Uh, when I was dating her a billion years ago, um, her dad, uh, was like partly owned a comic book store and okay. they were going to Fan Expo in Toronto. And, uh, obviously I, I got invited too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went for the first time. I, I think I might've dressed up. I don't remember what it was. Probably something really stupid. <laughs> um, but I went there and it, like, it just blew my mind. I was, you know, I always played video games and stuff like that. And uh, just, like, seeing all these characters and stuff like that that I played video games with. It was yeah. just, like, such a, like, a, oh, my God. Like, how did I not know about that this, this existed, before? Yeah. Holy shit. Like, wow. And I just, you know, seeing all these vendors with all this crazy stuff. And I had a blast. And I started going every year. And mm-hmm. uh, probably two years after that, my dad um, bought a Star Wars costume and he joined um, a charity called the 501st, which is people who dress up like uh, uh, movie realistic Star Wars characters, and they raise money for uh, the Children's Wish Foundation and all that okay. stuff. So he started doing that, and at that point, um, I wasn't in relationship anymore. So, you know, I would get all these exhibitor passes, and I could kind of go behind the scenes and do whatever I wanted at these huge, massive cool. events, and kind of just went from there, yeah. How is the process of like when you there's like a celebrity and you have to like pay a certain amount of money like to take their photo with them get them to sign it? What is that like? Is that like, is it kind of uncomfortable or is it is, do they try to make it as comfortable as possible because you're standing in this line for so long and now you're meeting them and they're trying to be like, hey, nice to meet you every time and get to know you or? Um. So I, I I'll use one time I met Tom Felton who plays Draco Malfoy in the yeah. Harry Potter movies. I met him. At uh, Fan Expo Toronto, which is the largest convention in Canada. Mm-hmm, okay. Uh, so the lineup was like extensive. Yeah. Like huge. So you wait in a line. It's not a comfortable line. It's, you know, zigzags up and down, whatever. And you go in. Uh, you go in. You shake his hand. Hey, how's it going? You know, how are you? And he's yeah. like, oh, good. You know, thanks for coming by. Uh, yeah. Really nice to meet you. Because I did the photo op. I didn't do the, the autograph. Okay. And, um, so we go in, we're like, all right, where are we going for the picture? We're like, okay. So we all get in, we do our little, you know, our, our pose. We get the picture. He takes one more just for good luck. Yeah. You know, you shake his hand, you say, thanks, you know, it was nice to meet you. He's like, oh, thank you so much, you know, no, 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 no. Yeah. And then you're out. And yeah. That, and that, like, that's it. Oh, my God. I like, I got yeah. lucky enough that it was a group one and I didn't pay for it. But okay. Yeah, like, just boop, that was it. That's so nuts to me like how long you have to wait for that but you get the you get the moment you get the picture and then that picture stays with you you're like technically like, i've been with them like it's kind of cool yeah and i've met a, like because i was behind the scenes for comic-con mm-hmm. and the star wars ones especially like i've been fortunate enough to meet like a lot of people outside of the convention okay like uh lou ferrigno was hanging out with us at a restaurant um so meeting like the you know the original yeah. hulk that was pretty cool, That's cool. um you know meeting a bunch of these star wars actors where they're not sitting down at a convention chair and you know they're actually yeah. shooting the shit with you and they don't yeah. care like they don't have to watch what they're saying or whatever yeah um, that's cool yeah that was cool uh like i met uh his name is escaping me right now darth maul uh, sure i have no idea <laughs> I, I i like i'm gonna shoot myself later because i should know this you know i met the original boba fett before oh. he stopped going to conventions uh Sir Christopher Lee before he passed away, you know, stuff like that, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. And do you think you're just going to keep going every year? I guess um, that's the thing so that you're committed I, to. I go to Comic-Con every year. It's not the best convention. It's more of like a, a corporate one. And it's very much for like, 
families who kind of liked pop culture stuff yeah. but never really got into it and they're like oh you know let's go see what it's like okay uh it's definitely not my favorite convention to go but uh like i don't really have a lot of friends or anything that really do it anymore uh so i generally go to you know by myself okay so you know i'll go there by myself as opposed to going to i don't know anime north or uh, fan expo or yeti con or all these things because I'd be going to these like really expensive places and it's like just me. So yeah. Yeah. That sounds way, you definitely want like a group or something. Yeah, I try and get my fix out of Ottawa and sometimes I'll go to Montreal as well just to kind of scratch that itch a little bit. Because you already do stuff like this. Do you use the same costumes for Halloween or do you come up with your own separate thing? Um, so for Halloween, I've been, I've been working at a, like I run a haunted house. Yeah. Yeah. um, You run it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I've been doing it for our oh god like 12 years Screamers. now. Yeah, Screamers. Um so how every Halloween since then I've been there. Yeah. So like I don't really have like a Halloween costume per se. Yeah, yeah. I never really went to any Halloween parties or anything cuz I was always oh. at the barn. Wow. Um yeah, so and you will like that's like you just love it. Uh yeah. it's just kind of become my my child yeah. and like <laughs> yeah. uh, on it like it, it won't last forever. You know, that's just how things are. Sure. But you know I'm I kind of owe it that place a lot to like mm-hmm. who I am today as as a person and kind of really? how I've oh yeah so how is that people you've met or things you've learned or what uh I started going there at like a point in my life where everything was kind of like turned upside down okay I, I wasn't allowed to play sports anymore which was like sports were my life yeah so I didn't really know who I was or what I wanted to be at the time and I kind of just went to it on a whim and uh to volunteer to, to be part of it just to, or to, I, to I volunteered yeah. I, like i was there to like scare people be an <laughs> yeah. actor or whatever yeah. and you know I, not once up until that point did i think hey you know maybe i'd be maybe i'd be good at like acting mm-hmm. or you know improv and stuff like that and uh i used you know like you know when we had to do public speaking and all that stuff oh, i used to shit my pants doing that mm-hmm. stuff oh i was so nervous all the time <laughs> But, like, going through that, I learned, I was like, ah, I don't give a fuck anymore. Whatever. It's yeah, good. And that's good. Now, I, I've like, actually never thought of it as improv. But it's interesting because every time some, a new group comes in, you have, maybe you kind of go back on a couple uh, classic lines. But you have to kind of adapt yeah, to whatever you, the new person you, is screaming or not. You learn you learn things that work yeah, and what doesn't. And, you know, you kind of have to categorize people like, you know, you know, like preteen girls, you know, doesn't take much to yeah. scare them. Yeah. You know, the dads, you know, what's going to scare the dad or like, where should I be for this? How is this going to work? How can Look I... Get your daughter's college fund money. Yeah. <laughs> Bills. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. And you know, it's like, okay, how can I work with the person in the next room? And that's how I started making mm-hmm. friends mm-hmm. and met this like great group of people that I, I'm still in contact with today that I don't, you know, I don't necessarily see them and they're everywhere on this planet. But, mm-hmm. you know, because of that, I've, you know, kind of got to figure myself out through being covered in corn syrup blood and you know scaring people and now you run it yep and so what does that mean so um i started as a volunteer yeah and year two three whatever and i was like i have all these ideas that can Mm -hmm. make this place better and at the time um there wasn't really there wasn't really a way for volunteers to do anything to make it better so you have to kind of follow so, along with what they tell Yeah, you. so me and a handful of people just basically harassed the shit out of the people. We're like, hey, hey, let us help you. We want to help. Let us do this. You yeah. Know? We have all these ideas that'll make things better. We should do this. And then the old guy was like, oh, fuck, fine, sure. Started from there, and we kind of just built upon it from there and got more organized, got a bigger group of people. And this year we have a pretty small group just because everyone's kind of finish their cycle and we're kind of gonna have to build up from like fresh fresh uh volunteers but yeah so i i help plan the rooms if we want to redo them um i clean out the area i rebuild things um train the people on how to spook (laughs) how to spook safely because you can't touch people right you you can't touch people you know like 
things like don't go in their face unless you want to get punched. Yeah. Like we've all, like I've, I've been hit in the face before, but I'm hitting the face. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, like I've made people pee themselves. (laughs) I've made people throw up. I've made people throw up. Oh yeah. How, what were you, what did you look like? Um, it was like a joint effort (laughs) and it was fake blood and like, like a ton of saliva Okay. And just like putting him through my hands and uh, and just like making like gross throwy uppy noises. I won't do it in the microphone, but okay. Um, and there was this guy who was like, "Oh my god!" Like, "Oh, oh god! Oh, that's gross!" <laughs> and so you just start like waving it around. Yeah. And like putting it on the walls, and uh, I was like, "Oh, oh here gross. we go!" Oh my god! And he just yeah. <laughs> that's fun uh, yeah i um i went to saunders farm uh last year and i was thinking like when i was on like the terror tractor or whatever oh what yeah, yeah, yeah um so you, you have to go like you're going through the forest and mm-hmm. so there's people waiting out there yep what is that like like you're like cold when you're like the one person out there like by yourself what is that what is the mindset of you're like waiting like 10 15 minutes for the next group to come by and then they show up and then you're, like, you're just waiting there in the cold yeah like, so covered in corn syrup. so at ours specifically we have we have a wagon ride too yeah and we try not to put people alone mm-hmm. um but we have we have fire barrels we tell people like bring hot dogs bring you know marshmallows whatever the okay. fuck you want to you know do whatever and hang out um but basically their signals they'll hear the wagons coming yeah and then they're like oh everyone get into position and everyone gets into position and then they come through everyone does their shtick they wait till they're out of sight and then they go back to just roasting <laughs> just marshmallows out. yeah they're just hanging out <laughs> it can suck you know if it's rainy it gets muddy it gets wet it gets rainy if it's really really gross and rainy we shut down the trail because mm-hmm. that's you know the kids aren't going to want to come back at that point if they have to truck through all that shit mm-hmm. um yeah, you just tell them, like, dress warm, bring extra pairs of socks, don't be an idiot. Yeah. Don't bring your nice pair of Yeezys, you know, like, work. We kind of want to show the kids that, like, this is a lot of fun, but we're going to train you how to, you know, work a job. Yeah. And jobs are not always fun. Yeah. You know, they can be real be a little shitty. Fun, they can, be, they can <laughs> be really shitty sometimes, so you're going to have to get used to it. Yeah. And so what is the... What is the joy or what are the things you get from it when you're like scaring people? Is it the interactiveness of like a live, like a kind of like a fantasy horror? Like it's not real, but like it's, they know it's not real, but you're still able to, the scares are real, right? And so is it the scare, is the fear in their eyes or is it the screaming? Like, or is it just like the fun play, playiness of it? Like what do you, what, um, what is it that sparks the joy to keep going back? Just all of it? Like the fantasy? It's, it's you like dressing for up. Me, for me, it's, it's such a unique experience that you can't do anywhere else. You can't just walk around in public and go, ah, you know, because the <laughs> yeah. cops are going to get you. But, yeah. uh, you know, people are paying you to make them scared and uncomfortable. Yeah. And, like, when you start, like, when you do it for a certain amount of time and in years, you, you know how to make people uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's like a, it's a skill set that you don't get to use that often. And... For me, it's at this point, it's like watching these these young kids uh, be really nervous at first, like, you know, kind of timid and shy, especially around, mm-hmm. you know, these kids have never worked a day in their life. And now their boss is like this 25 year old dude with tattoos, facial hair and like a diamond in his face. <laughs> yeah. You know, like they never really get to communicate with these people. So now they're like, oh, fuck, you know, this guy's scary. <laughs> And like that's within week one, and then by week two or three, after you know I coach them and tell them how to do stuff, they're like running up to me like happy as can be, be like, oh, I just made that guy shit himself. Yeah. Oh my god, this is amazing! <laughs> wow. And it's just for me, it's like if I can help the kids the way that place helped me, then you know I I kind of get this get that feeling a mm. little bit again. But also like when I scare people, like. I go all out. It's like really obnoxious. And yeah. Like I'll, I'll get like a huge bucket of blood and just dump it on myself. Oh and I'm like covered head to toe and I'll be running around like doing somersaults and belly flops everywhere just to like throw people off. Yeah. And like I'll have like a spray bottle with water and like I don't give a fuck. This stuff doesn't stay. And I'll just like uh, throwing this like blood on people. And they're like, ah, uh, what the fuck? My yeah. jacket. Oh, yeah. Hey, you can't do that. And I'll just <laughs> go up to them like. I have contacts. I have all this yeah. makeup. I go up to them. I'd be like, try my bitch. And then I, just, I don't say it like <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. But, but then they run off and get security. Oh, and wow. then I walk up to them with security and they're like, he was getting blood on me. And they're like, what's the problem? Yeah. Like, he's, he's throwing stuff. I'm like, it doesn't stain. Like, what do you, yeah. you know, 
it's raining outside. Like, why do you give a shit? <laughs> yeah. And then I go on and I'm just like, ha, 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 ha. And then they'll be watching me the whole time, like looking out for me. Mm. And I'll just like, I have nothing better to do. I'm there for four hours, whatever. I'll just like peek around corners and I'll, I'll like wave people down. Like, hey, can you go, go poke that guy in the shoulder and point him this way? And I'll be staring at him from like a dark <laughs> corner. Or I'll, I'll like pop up behind them and just stand there and everyone around them is like, oh my God, what the fuck is he going to do? Why is he standing yeah. behind this group of people? And then they turn and they're like, oh fuck, it's you. Yeah. Because <laughs> you follow, do you follow them? You don't just stay in one room. You'll go around and follow a I, group. I have the privilege of going wherever I want. Yeah. Because I'm not, I'm not stuck, stuck to, a to a room. room. Wow. So I, like. You can really just track the one position. Person down. <laughs> like the position that we would call it would be busker because I entertain the lineups. Okay. But yeah, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, <laughs> climb whatever cool. I want. I'm insured, you know, on yeah. my own. I'm not under 18. I won't get in trouble if I get hurt. Like whatever. Like I'll grab a chainsaw and I'll run around. I'll just gang, 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 and I'll just chase people with it. Has anyone ever gotten hurt and then you can't tell because they're already covered in blood? And then you're like, wait, what's real blood and what's fake blood? Um, not from a blood perspective, but yeah, people get hurt. Ugh, there's like stupid people who <laughs> take their shoes off in the forest oh. and like step on like a nail or something. Like the volunteers. Yeah, because yeah. they're yeah. they're stupid. <laughs> they're trying to be in characters. Um, no yeah, no, because mostly because they're dumb. Yeah. Uh, stuff like they're getting they get their foot run over by the track, oh. not the tractor, but like the wagon. Sure. Because they get too close to the wagon, yeah. which we say, hey, don't do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> people crawling underneath tables and stuff like that, and they get scratched by a nail, stuff like that. Nothing, nothing like too ridiculous okay. or obscene. I actually know someone, Amanda Colley, she does she make a, a lot of the, uh, do you know her? Does she Amanda, yeah, yeah, Amanda Colley, yeah. Yeah, she, she, does she, what does she do there? She, she doesn't, helps. she doesn't do it anymore. No, okay. She, she was an actor and okay. actress and, uh, I believe she did makeup and stuff like that too, but she comes every year. She does her, her, uh, she vlogs. Did her vlog, yeah, yeah, she does her vlogs. Uh, so I see her once a year there and kind of take her through and show her like the everything. Stuff, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I know she, for her school, she helped design a lot of like the, um, the clothing for a lot of for most plays. So I just yeah. wondered if she she didn't do that kind um, of stuff. Like, no, not from that. Okay. Like I don't think we've really made costumes no. in years. Okay. Uh, we will just get donations and stuff and kind of make it work from there. Nothing okay. like, nothing like hand sewing or any of that stuff. So do you miss Halloween parties, or you're just so happy with this that you're like I don't care. Well, it's just something like, you don't do. I'm not much of a party guy. Like no. I, I don't, like I, you know, I do get intoxicated from time to time, but I never get like party hardy, like sloshed. And I guess because I've been going through such a traditional, like spooky Halloween experience, that when I think about people just getting demolished and like, yeah, like that whole Halloween hookup atmosphere is just so foreign to me. Hmm. And I'm like, I think I went to one Halloween party, and I was like so uncomfortable with it. Because everyone was just wearing like, you know, you know, ladies were wearing the cat costumes. Yeah. The guys were like half naked and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm yeah, not a muscular. This mus- is not the Halloween that you're used I to. I am. Yeah. I am not a muscular person. Uh, I am not. You know, I don't really feel like taking a cat person home with me tonight. <laughs> I kind of just wanted to, you know, have fun, whatever. And it's like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna not do any of that. Yeah. 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 All right. You do you usually stream your Twitch videos in like two in the morning? Because you uh, do you identify as sorry, what's the word? Insomniac. So when I was streaming consistently, um, I worked at a restaurant, and I would work the night. So I would work five until close, which was around eleven or twelve, and then I would have to uh, clean. So I wouldn't get home till probably like. Weekdays, I'd probably get home around 1, one forty-five, And then if it was a busy night, like 3 or 4. And okay. so I would stream from whenever I got home till about 6 in the morning. Oh, my God. And That's then, I, or 8 in the morning. And then I would sleep from then, and I would wake up around 3 in the afternoon and then go to work. Wow. So that's why I was streaming yeah. so late at night. Okay. Um but ever since uh, my new job with the barbering, I don't work the same shift all mm-hmm. the time. It kind of switches. So like, I just don't, <coughs> I don't have that consistency anymore to do it. So mm-hmm. I don't stream as much. Plus, uh, all my friends have, uh, like, I, I pretty much play video games to play with friends. Yeah. Like when I was streaming, all my friends were asleep. So it was a little different. Mm-hmm. But, you know, all my friends are, you know, 
They have crappy, crappy ass microphones. You know, there's babies crying in the background. <laughs> there's dogs barking and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, same thing with podcasts. You don't want to have all this background noise with stuff going on because it's just going to annoy the people, you know, kind of watching, especially well, from a video game standpoint. Yeah. It's like, when I'm trying to like do something and like, you know, my viewers would be like, oh my God, like, why would I, why would I watch this guy with a baby crying in the background when I could go watch someone G or yeah. Tim the Tapman yeah. or something like that? Well, uh, you described that basically why this podcast might not work because people are hearing all the sounds in the background. Well, no, the, these ones are a little different. It's it's like so atmospheric. It's not like literally a baby screaming yeah. into the back of your Yeah, I guess skull. that's true, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so we're actually going to go in for the close. So cool, we're awesome. Gonna, and this has been great. I've had a great time talking to you, but uh, I always get the guests to decide how we end. So here are six ways we can end. Um, you, here's just the titles of them. So if you could... I'll explain six after you... Six ways and Yeah, so there's six different options. So don't read them. Just like, okay. read the one that you want, and then I'll tell you what you've chosen, and then we'll go with that. I always like the idea of people... In, oh, what do you got? I'll go with number three. Which is that? Random Randompedia. Yeah. All right, yeah. well, that one's pretty simple. I'm just going to pick a random Wikipedia article. <laughs> All right, and sweet. then you're going to read what we got, and we'll learn, uh, we'll learn a something new in. fact. Oh, i got to turn on my data. Please hold. Jeopardy music. Yeah. I know somebody who said they would just like actually do this and this is how they would just learn nonsense. I'm like, it's kind of fun every now and then. It's not bad, but then you're like, wow, I'm just like a master at useless information that it's never going to get me anywhere in life. Yeah. Okay. Here is the random article we got. I don't know. Maybe kind of just. Go through what, not, not reading all of it, but see like uh, cliff notes or whatever. All right. So the article is about Andrej Nif, a Czech photographer, publicist, translator, and writer. I don't know if I'm spelling or pronouncing that right, but Andrej Nif, born June 22nd, 1945. Wow, he's old. Uh, Prague is where he was born, is a Czech science fiction writer and journalist. I'm not even going to pretend to read what he founded. Sure. Uh, translates to The Invisible Dog. It's uh, one of the earliest and most popular Czech daily news comment websites. Okay, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Mm, all right. And anything else? Or, uh, <laughs> sci-fi writings? Uh, I don't think so. Well, he wrote a book called Green is the Color of Hope. Okay, well, yeah, interesting. Uh, then that was uh, a quick one. Yeah, I'm looking. What else do I got? Scenarios. I guess this, is, uh, this will work out sometimes. It'll be very interesting or not interesting <laughs> at all. Andrej Neff, thank you very much for your service. <laughs> for your your uh, check services yeah. for science fiction. All right, well, uh, Ryan, this is about wrapping up. Is so your new album's coming out? In yeah, July. it's coming out in July. Yep, it's, cool. uh, it's called Heretic. Uh, it'll be on every popular music streaming service imaginable: cool. uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Music. You know, you name it. Sweet. Well, then, yeah, if you guys should check it out. I I always try to listen to it. And I never understand it, but I I can definitely. Oh yeah, a lot of the things you really like, like rock rock out. You're like shaking your head a lot. Do you ever get like neck cramps from? Yeah, like, we call it, it. We call it. Uh, uh, well, I call it a head bang over. Head bang over. That's because, good. Yeah, uh, you're doing yeah. it constantly. Because the next day or the next few days after, you're stiff and sore, and it's yeah. But you know, you got to do what you got to do. Of it. Yeah, it's part of it. Cool. Well, Ryan. Thank you for being on. Oh, thanks for having me. It was fun. This was great. Bye. I don't know how to end it.